Yeah, absolutely. Like, they're making me do this pluralized thing right now, and I cannot figure it out. Like, just let me manually sync my clips. I, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, mine was also going to be a dumb film nerd uh, software complaint, so I'm not going to do it, because then we're just going to be just jacking ourselves off, and that's no <laughs> yo, one. Yo, okay, I got a few things to get off my chest about Adobe Creative I got Cloud. issues with Avid, and the people got to know. No, I don't want to talk about Avid today. Um, But, oh, God, ugh. Alex, do you have problems with software? Software problems. Not currently. I actually, I, I barely work with any software besides this recording one. Oh, Incredible. God, living the absolute dream. Well, just living it, off the land. No, it, it was actually really stressful for a time because, you know, just you're like, oh, if I get laid off, like, what am I going to do? And when I was working under Jared, it's like, I can't get a job in video, even though that's what I'm qualified for, because all these job listings need like proficiency with Premiere and Final Cut and all this stuff. But now I think I've gone to the level where I've just like out of curiosity looked at other job postings and you get to a level you don't need to know those things anymore. Oh, perfect. Dare to dream. I'd love to live in a world where I could just never have to think about fucking Final Cut ever again. The higher up you go, the less you ever, the less, you know, it's like it's a it's a grand. You get stupider as you get more more successful as I become more successful. Speaking of the show, this is one. It's Game Boys. I'm Lux. Griffin is here, and we have a guest who is got, okay. So you're like the head writer, but now you're like the the big the head honcho, the the inheritor of the crown of Jared. It's Alec Opperman from Wisecrack. Hey, this uh, wow. bad kids. I just want is to that, say that. Is that how we say it? Is it you, you've inherited the crown of Jared? Is I, that I the official weird. position? I, I have a technical title that I hate because it's very corporate sounding. Uh, that makes me a worse person since I have it, but mm-hmm. I like inheritor of the crown of Jared. Yeah. You know, which, which, you know, me, I've been in the wisecrack uh, reddits and discords and comment sections and they are rebelling against you. I am leading an yeah. insurgency against this false <laughs> <was> king. <laughs> yeah, it, it was me. Yeah. I'm, I'm the Pepe frog guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you and also like. Persona 69 Evangelion 420, <laughs> who's just in the comment section being like, when Jared was around, everything they was so much better writing. It's like the writing staff's identical. <laughs> also, the funny thing is, uh, before people knew I was running the channel for months, and they didn't say shit then, and then all of a sudden, when his, his leaving was official, yeah. official. now they're yeah. mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's it's very funny the amount. This is very inside wisecrack baseball, but like the amount of what people in the comments think Jared was responsible for, which was a lot. Like Jared did a ton of stuff and was was awesome, but yeah, the yeah. amount of mm-hmm. things that they attribute to Jared is like, my God, I can't believe they have to record at home because mm-hmm. of COVID. If Jared was here, this never would have happened. And it's like, yeah, what the fuck? Like it's mm-hmm. crazy well, the amount. Well, I, I don't know. Look at the timeline. Jared quits. The coronavirus spreads across the world, destabilizing nations. No. <laughs> I, hard to hard to argue with that timeline. You, you know what, Griffin? Sometimes those little what, red Lux, strings Lux, are on you, your cord. Are you like bobbling your mic up and down? I'm hearing like bobble. Oh, I like, hear the bobbles wh- too. Where the fuck is yeah. what? What is your mic on? It's on a book. What it's is, like just. It's like just out of frame. And, and is the book on another ball that's like rotating around, like rolling around? No, the mic shouldn't be bouncing. I think that was me playing with a different thing. Oh, okay, incredible. Um, well, I, listen, Alec. The, la- the my only advice for you is the only way that you're going to get these fans on your side, you got to get on camera. Okay, people trust <laughs> a man who's on camera. Just look at Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo <laughs> killed like half of New York, and everyone loves him because he's on TV. 
every day. So like you just need to do the Cuomo and just get get up there, get out there. I think that's great advice. I did that though, and they were even more mad at me though. They this hated was a long it. time okay. ago. I was on one of Wisecrack's most disliked videos. It's my claim to fame, everyone. That was that was very early in my time at Wisecrack, and I remember it was a uh-huh. very everyone was like, well. No, I guess that was a okay. Moving on. I, I know this isn't mm-hmm. the topic of this podcast, but also I was at VidCon and someone gave a at, from our company gave a presentation on like working with sponsors and used that video as like a success story. And I was like, dude, do they know? Why are they doing this? <laughs> uh, when things when, when things go wrong, going right. Uh, it's what we love to see. But yeah, we have a mm-hmm. speaking of things going wrong. We have a specific topic for this week that we just want to get into mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Y'all, after 3,000 years of waiting and prophecies carved in stone and promises of no crunch, uh, broken and remade and broken again, uh, fi- Cyberpunk 2077 has finally arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, the Witcher. Yeah, I guess that, and, and, and yeah, nothing to talk about there. So, yeah, let's talk so, about um, Mario Kart. Yeah, right. I just wanted to adventure. get that on the record. And we're Slaps. moving on to Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, guys. I mean, wow. I mean, I, I came off pretty hot uh, on the game last episode before I really sucked my teeth into it. Uh, and yeah, it is. It, it's weird because it's. I think it is like without a doubt, like the the most buggiest, like disastrous launches of a triple A game I've ever seen. But what makes this different is typically when you play a really bugged out game, usually even in like past the bugs the core of the game isn't that good but what's weird about cyberpunk to me is like i think there's a lot of good stuff at the core of this game it's just wrapped in bugs what are you playing on are you playing it on a a console or yeah so i'm playing on a ps5 uh humble brag uh oh so so it shouldn't even i thought the it was the ps4 was supposed to suck on Uh, well let me tell you it does And let me tell you, I am playing the exact same version, basically, because there is no PS5 version of the game right now. Oh. So I am playing PS4 backwards compatible version on the PS5. And I'll tell you, it's worse than the <laughs> PS4. I think it'd be better if I just played it on my old PS4 because the game crashes like once an hour, like just full crash, just done. You just got to hit that quick save button all the time. That That's even I... Not that it's a good thing, but sort of like, oh, they shouldn't have even made it for last gen, you know, consoles to begin right. with, mm-hmm. whatever. But at least, you know, the next gen, it, but it doesn't like what the fuck? Like, it's yeah. not even, they, it's, they can't even be like, oh, it's a hardware issue because you were given the hardware. And it's it's, it's, a, it's yeah. an absolute disaster. Are you playing on PC? I'm playing on PC and my experience is good, but, but I certainly understand it. Although I will say. Uh, I played a lot of the prologue in, in mostly one sitting and then I like tried to reload to an old point and it got really buggy. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a moment where you're in a car and someone puts like a data chip into their head. But this time, mm-hmm. the second time around, they picked up their gun instead of the data chip and then held it to their head <laughs> and then pressed the gun through their head. And then the rest of the scene, they just had a gun in their head. Um, <laughs> then there was another moment where you're like out of a car window shooting, uh, but like, it's not only that my gun was missing, but the things chasing after me were missing. And also my hands were weirdly contorted. Uh, <laughs> but those were, those were like, I'd say the biggest bugs I've had. Plus, uh, and I think this is actually the mouse I have. The middle mouse button doesn't work to the point where I use different key bindings to fix it. However, you can't change key bindings on menu things. And so to unequip mm. weapon mods, you have to press the middle mouse. And so I had to hook into a controller 
Mm-hmm. Unequip uh, weapon mods with my controller oh, and then yeah. switch back to, to the keyboard. So those are the bugs I'm dealing with. But I think in the grand scheme of bugs, it's barely anything compared to to you people. Yeah. So I've at got th- at this point, you could probably blame Cyberpunk for your mouse being broken, too. And they'd be like, you're right. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, they they've pretty much <laughs> rolled over any kind of defensiveness. Um, I have the crashing problem. I also have the gun disappearing problem. But mine's a little bit funnier than how you described it, which is. My guy has his hands in holding gun position, and if I shoot, things blow up and take damage, and there's a gun shooting sound effect. There just is no gun. And this that's has been a, happening. That's an improvement. That's a cool new mod where you get to. Yeah. <laughs> where my guns are invisible. It's been sporadically happening. That one's very good. Another one of my favorites is I'll go into a room, and it just won't load. So I'll walk into a room, and there will be no features or anything in the room. Nice. For like a while. And sometimes it'll be like oh, a yeah. quest room. So I like have to go into it. So I'll just like walk in and yeah. out over and over again till eventually like Delamain's face renders on a wall. And it's like, welcome to the HQ. And I'm just like, well, at first and there was no one in here. I thought it was like a cool empty room, but it turns out there was 13 people and a television in here that just didn't load. And you're playing on PS4? I'm playing on PS4, baby. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And it is a so, fucking mess. Um, so I would say, like, outside of, like, the specifics of the bugs, like, uh, there's a, a sort of a grander, like, theme to the bugs, which is that they're incredibly funny. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that, like, if my game just simply, like, played and had bugs, I would be, like, 110% enjoying it. It's just simply the fact that, like, my game literally just completely shuts down, like, when I go from indoors to outdoors, that, like, makes me want to, like, just put it off for a couple more weeks. Um, But I do see, like, a lot of people, like, in like learning to not only like, deal with the bugs but love the bugs uh, i'd like to like shout out uh one of our uh, constant guests uh rory blank who has just been posting absolute fire bugs on twitter like uh, for the last couple days um and it is like it is like fun and part of the experience almost uh in a way that like i think is actually kind of cool except for people like me that literally can barely get through the game so yeah see i i kind of agree i think one the like hour hour and a half every hour hour and a half crashes have actually i think improved my playing experience because every time it happens i go oh this is a good time to go outside for five minutes and smoke (laughs) a cigarette and get some water Mm -hmm. and not stare at the tv and so i've just been treating it as like god mandated breaks which has been like Mm -hmm. pretty nice but then Mm -hmm. yeah i think you're right like the glitchiness kind of adds to the cyberpunk feeling of the game like the game really wants you to feel like it's this like punk like fucking anti-corporate fucking edgy (sighs) fucking mm-hmm. uh like a, like we dolphin on heroin in a fish tank channeling its brain into a vietnam soldier like situation that's a william gibson thing um but like it wants you to be it wants to be like neuromancer or whatever but it doesn't really feel that way because of how like triple a and developed it is in so many ways so it's where things like don't work and on the margins where it glitches out that it actually feels like punk and weird in a way that's like cool as opposed mm-hmm. to the game being like Gotta gotta zero these corpos that delta out before the gang goons roll in on their rocker boards. And it's like, that sucks. I hate that and, shit. And like, what does punk even mean? I mean, like, I know that all three of us have academically studied punk, but like uh, at the end of the day, it's like punk is literally you can you can call anything punk. I don't even know what that means. And I'm not even sure if I'd want to play a punk game. Like, what is that? It just feels like a dated ideology. You just like, what does that even mean? Leather jackets. And that's the entire game. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, but if you wear a leather jacket now, you, I mean, what do you, you just look like John Legend or something? Like leather jackets are not punk. Like so, like what is punk now? Just being dirty. Well, I think I, I, being <laughs> dirty and poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just well, being dirty and poor. In many ways, two yeah. things that you're not really that much in in cyberpunk. In in cyberpunk, I think specifically, it, it's sort of referring to this idea of like carving out like independent space in a world that's like fully corporatized like finding mm-hmm. non-corporate things. And so the moments where this game feels non-corporate in any kind of way is when like your dick falls out or like your guns disappear, but still shoot bullets. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. those are the moments where it feels like liberated from like the super gross capital, like weird, like it has like a really gross money grabby capitalism sense of around a lot of it in like kind of a not super cool way. But the mm-hmm. moments where it feels most free from that are when like, someone's head accidentally turns into a gun or whatever. And then it's like, right. yes, now we're like really living in like the fucking hacker freedom land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the dicks. Uh, the main glitch has been that the, that people's genitals have been popping out of their pants. Um, Listen, you know, during the game that problem and they need representation. <laughs> I'd say I'd say, listen, it happens IRL. Listen, one day your 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 dick clips out of your pants. You're no longer the editor at the New Yorker, <laughs> you know. But but for some reason it's okay in cyberpunk. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's a really fun one. Um. And I was streaming the start of the game, and I mean the start of the game is just looking at dicks like the in your character creator is like looking at at dicks and i was like how did they let me stream this like this is it's like you're usually not allowed to have nudity on twitch so i was really just curious about it like that it's such a big swing at the top there was a i saw an article i did not read the article because i didn't know we were going to talk about it but uh the point of the article is basically that they get a pass because they're, they're bit, you know, like they can always carve out. They're huge. Yeah. They're huge. And so like Twitch is going to be like, well, whatever, we'll make an exception for cyberpunk. But if anyone else dicks clips outside of their pants, mm-hmm. they're getting banned. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like, I hope they, ex- I would like them to extend, uh, sort of that understanding, not just into the cyberpunk category, but into the just chatting category where I do the majority of my streams. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, really Twitch put has that tube and cam to work. <laughs> Yeah, Twitch has really like folded the the streaming of Cyberpunk. It's like the top stream game right now. Um, everyone is streaming it. It really does feel like this is like the Skyrim of this generation because I'm seeing not just all of the classic gamers into it, but non-gamers, people who buy one or two video games a year being like, should I buy Cyberpunk? And then like buying it and playing it. I really haven't seen like this level of like, everyone checking it out since Skyrim for any game. Can you think of any game between them that's been like this, this sort of mass marketed everyone, everyone is playing it. Goose game. That's it. Mm, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you that's actually, make, uh, yeah. Goose game. You can also make the argument for Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as like games that both like appealed to like the capital G gamer set and also the rest of the world, I don't know if there's yeah. another one that really that hits quite like this. Um, mm-hmm. And, but that's like, and and that's very cool. It's cool to see people getting into it and it's cool to have, have it open. It's just like, my God, it's so much game. <laughs> yeah, the map looks like shit. Is it is it too much game? This reporter says 10,000% yes. Wait, what do you mean too much game? There's just too much fucking shit to do. And if they didn't oh, just boo, pack boo. in, <laughs> um, if they didn't pack, but like, think about it. Like if they just didn't pack in unlimited shit I'm never going to do in that game, mm-hmm. then every, I would fucking, my guns wouldn't disappear and the game would run smoother and people wouldn't have had to like 
abandon their families for months to crunch out this content. <laughs> yeah. Like the game, there's just so many quests that you're never ever going to fucking do. Like you look at your map and you're just like, my God, there's a symbol on every building in every neighborhood in this entire city. Yeah. And would I'm you just, call those busy work or would you call those like content? It depends. Some of them, some of them are definitely cool content. Some of them are super busy work. Uh, yeah. I don't know which is which I've only done. I guess one side quest, which is the Dell main quest. I guess I won't give anything away, but you do a side quest for a cab company. And I, I like, I haven't gotten to the point where I can differentiate, but I do know that when I was driving around, there's like all these calls I'm getting from all these people. It's like, Hey, are you looking for work? And I was like, I don't know. A, a, fucking am I? And also they're trying to sell me cars. It's really, maybe this is also maybe what it's supposed to be is that I'm just getting bombarded by spam that I don't want. And that's really I, the future. hundred percent agree with you, Alec. <laughs> I was on stream trying to talk to my chat and it's like my phone in the game is blowing up. And I'm like, is there a silencer on this? Can I send these motherfuckers to brain, voicemail? No. Because like, I am literally like trying to just drive my car and eight different people are like, got a job for you. And so, yeah, the pacing of that is really, really poor. It's like overwhelming. And it's like, okay, if you get literally like eight phone calls and one drive about different missions, you are not retaining any information about any of them you're just like oh my god this was just a bunch of calls like noise um yeah so like it's i think they call you when you move to a different part of the city i think it's geographic based based on like when they alert you to stuff but still yeah that shit is just awful awful and so that combines to make a really frustrating thing where like driving like Driving from place to place in this game to me is a huge fucking hassle because I'm not good at driving in video games. Oh, I and this love game that. Does, and this game does not have a great driving system for me. And so it's super annoying. So then you fast travel everywhere to like save time and get stuff done. But every time you fast travel to a new place, 17 fixers are like, oh, shit, you're in my neighborhood. You want to buy a car? You want to go shoot a cop? You want to go kidnap a kid? You want to go find someone's corpse and give me their data? And it's like, no, I just want to go to the diner and drop off this information to this one man and get my 2000 eddies or whatever and get out. But like every time you fast travel, it pings off 9000 calls. And so the game just drives me insane that way, because every time I try and do anything, I'm just like, it's just like real life, which is, I think, a funny, I think a funny observation that that's like kind of maybe the point is mm-hmm. like the constant, the constancy of job. But it's like, is that a good point <laughs> that we like I to want have games in this that phone? annoy you to prove a point? I want games that are <laughs> like playing this game sucks because life sucks. Yeah. See, yeah. this is like Something that recreates like my spam calls. Yeah. On my real phone. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is um, something it's about Last of Us, man. Sometimes going for like the most true to life incarnations of an emotional framework isn't fun for a game because a lot of true to life and for informational, like emotional frameworks suck and are boring. And I hate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And it'd be one. It'd be one thing if, OK, it's like overwhelming in the moment, but I can get to my menus and I can really check it all out there. But the menus are trash. They are absolute trash. They look like they're from like PlayStation one era. They're really, really ugly. Um, And then they're not they're not snappy like almost every modern games UI is. I mean, it literally feels like they just made it last week because they forgot they needed menus. Yeah, the fucking the quest descriptions are so annoyingly written because they'll be like. There was one I just looked at where it was like I was trying to figure out what the job was that I was taking. And it was like sometimes when a lady calls you on the phone 
you know, it can only be one of three things. Either it's a dream, you're getting lucky, or someone's trying to burn you real bad. And I think you can scratch <laughs> off the first two. And I'm like, this tells, me, this tells me nothing about the job. I know nothing about what I'm signing up to do. And like, they're all like that. They're all- Or fourth option, they be shopping. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, they're either there to fuck you or they're being mean to you. <laughs> it the point, even beyond like the weird sexism of it, there's some weird problematic politics in this game we can get into. But like, beyond the weird sexism of it, it's just- fundamentally uninformative for a page in my journal whose one job is to inform me of what I'm supposed to do in the game. Oh, and so it's just, it's shit like that. And so there's a lot of cool stuff we'll get into in the game, but I think my biggest takeaway is as much fun as it can be. It's just so much game as to be like, it gets in its own way a lot of the time. My defense of that, having not done most of these side quests that are available and finding it all very annoying the thing that I like about a game like Fallout 4, and I think a lot of people, is you could be playing this game for years. Same thing with Skyrim. There's just so much random shit to do, and you only really know until you know, I'm on. There's a Fallout 4 subreddit where to this day people are like, I've been playing this game for 300 hours and I never realized X. And I think for lots of people that's unnecessary, but it's also kind of cool. Totally, I think, yeah. My so what that makes me think is. That I I think that it works for me in Fallout and in Skyrim because both those things are less like high speed, busy city life. Here we go. Let's do it. Time to tones. But everything inside every call or message you get in Cyberpunk makes it seem like the job has to get done in 20 minutes or else it's done. The way you get informed (laughs) about them is stupid. It's not like you wander up to some like merchant who's traveling around a dusty road and you're like what's your problem like in the witcher 3 you look at a board of postings that people have left up and you acquire them there and then it's like okay you can go do them but like in cyberpunk it's like i am hanging from a window please come get me it's like like should maybe i should go do that i don't know (laughs) there's also elements of the game that i'm not sure if i'm supposed to engage with it or i need to uh it's got like this, uh, lots of games do this, but like the Deus Ex thing where like every fucking thing is like a little short story that you can read. Uh, but then mm-hmm. I was on my personal computer because it told me to check my messages. But then there's like a net tab and there was like these eight channels. I was like, is this information I need? Is this plot? Is Am I going to find missions here? Like, what's the deal? And I just haven't touched it because I'm like... I got to get back to the main plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to get more into the the nitty gritty. I want to talk about, you know, some of the politics and, and the cars and the writing. But I want to just zoom out for one second uh, and, and talk about like this game was really, really pitched to be like super, super innovative to be sort of leading games into the future. Um, and what it actually uh, has like revealed itself to be is just like Grand Theft Auto in the future which is good. That is awesome. And they should have just led with that. Like, like they, they shouldn't have set expectations about reinventing the wheel. They should have really just said, Oh, this is grand theft auto in the future with like just slightly more high polished, like modern aspects to it. Um, and you know what? Grand theft auto is pretty good. And if the writing is is halfway decent, yeah, that's a sweet game. Uh, and, and so I think that like at the core of this thing, there is something really, really good. Um, it just has a, like a little bit of bullshit on the surface that you have to sift through. Yeah. When I was playing it, my initial reaction, well, my first reaction was this is just 
a knockoff of Deus Ex, but I'm okay with it because mm-hmm. Deus Ex, the franchise, hasn't been super good in a while. Uh, and then as I started stealing cars, I was like, oh no, it's Deus Ex meets Grand Theft Auto, and I'm also super okay with that. Um, and mm-hmm. I haven't been really following, I hadn't been following a lot of the cyberpunk coverage. Obviously, I knew like Keanu Reeves was involved and everyone was excited about that. So none of that was un- like, none of that was a sort of missed expectation of mine at the same time. I'm pretty sure like every fucking game ever is like, we're reinventing the wheel. And it's like, no, you're not. You're yeah, a fucking totally. like cut and paste shooter. And that's okay. Sometimes. Yeah. I would say like most times, like there's cool indies that can like do different things. But like, if I'm going to play a game for like 120 hours or something, yeah, there should be like, there should be like a rhythm to it that is familiar. And yeah, we've come up with like a lot of good ideas over the last two decades and we can just continue to do them like better. And I think that the ways like I think it's fine to have like a game that takes you where you drive from point A to point B to do the content. And there's not really like much in between except sightseeing. That's like fine because like big things that still need to be improved on in video games are like uh, choices, character writing, like all those things. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how cyberpunk fares with all that because I'm barely cracked into it. But so far, the missions I've been on are are really well written, really interesting. I almost never am getting into combat and I'm just being sort of enveloped in these uh in these stories in these sort of detective missions where you're like going through these brain dances and cameras um and so yeah there's like a lot of great stuff there um and yeah i I think that they could have just like led with it like that and and i think they would have had uh like a more gentle um you know critical reception but um yeah so uh can you just like, how can, can, deep can into you, the game are you guys? Can you, sorry, can you just imagine the press conference? It's like for eight years we've been working on Grand Theft Auto, but in the future with a little bit of Deus Ex. That's it. That's our pitch, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just like, "You did it!" Because <laughs> this game is this game. The thing is, with, as far True. as that goes, the first thing is, as far as that goes, is like they were kind of presenting this game as like, "Oh, you can solve every problem in a bajillion ways because you can hack your way out, or talk your way out, or trick your way out, or whatever." And that is just not the game you're playing. Like, right. there yeah. are missions where it's a hacking mission, and missions where it's a stealthy mission, and missions where it's a shooty mission, and there are different things you can do. But there are very rarely missions where you can do a hard. There, there's like multiple solutions to everything, which and that's the frustrating part. Like that's how you reinvent the wheel in this context is you like create a, a variety of solution options. Um. And it's, this game is not great about that all the time. Well, one thing I noticed as I was thinking about in context of Deus Ex is that, especially the first Deus Ex, but the later ones. So as if I remember correctly, in the first Deus Ex, there were like certain things you could do that weren't like just like, oh, you're stronger. But it was like you can breathe in toxic chemicals or like you won't get electrocuted anymore. But that would fundamentally change how you could interact with the map. Like you could get into certain areas you couldn't. You could go in vents and, and do things. And so, you know, the the like... The, the, the later games are also like that, where it's a little more transparent, where it's like, oh, basically, there's three ways you can do this mission. You can sneak around through the vents or you can get in this way and do that. And like they each require different skills. So far in my playing of Cyberpunk, it's not like that. It's literally just like you have to go through the same area. And yeah, I could like beat the guy to death with a club or I could shoot him in the face or I could like uh, you know, disable him with hacking and then punch him in the face. And so like, it's not like, yeah, there's different ways that you could like solve the combat per se, but it's not, it doesn't even get close to being different in the way that I think other games are a little bit better at that. And by the way, like I think the Deus Ex, oh, here's three different ways to do it could also be like vastly improved, which is really like my hope for this game. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you were asking um, how long, of, right? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But I actually wanted to ask you guys: uh, Did you see that they're literally refunding copies now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. When's the last time someone's done that? Like that's pretty big. I remember No Man's Sky. There was like rumors that you could get it uh, refunded, but I tried and I couldn't get mine refunded for No Man's Sky. But apparently, like you can just get a refund for the game right now. I think that's cool. I mean, I I don't. I think a lot of the hate is like dumb. It's like, how dare you not make this game? That's perfect to me. But then there's the the sensation of I paid 60 bucks for this and it's broken. Fuck, like, give me my money back. And I think yeah, that's the right I sensation. Th- <laughs> I think if you're returning it, it's probably majorly because it's broken. Yeah. Like, I, I think that there's like enough in the game to enjoy that. Like, if you're mad that there's a tr- trans character or something, uh, I think that like they would still just like angrily play through it. Um, yeah. Although you've like, seen some of the crazy posts from people who are upset about oh, this yeah. game. The yeah, one, there, pulls them up. There's one I saw that I have up right now, which is a guy who basically was like, yeah, he's like, I've been waiting for this game for 10 years. And every time I think about it, I start to cry because yeah. this is not the game that I was waiting for. <laughs> uh, and I'm always so disappointed when I think about it and I want to get my money back, but I can't even call them because every time I think about calling them, I just start to cry about the game that I'm not playing. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, and there's a bunch like that. And like, that's a real thing. And th- that's why this game is so crazy. It feels like is that like somehow it became, I think just because of all the delays and because of like the really cool E3 things they did a couple of years in a row. And because of Keanu Reeves it became so much bigger than it is in the imaginary. <laughs> and people are so fucking mad about that, that this game is not what they imagined this game would be, even though I'm not sure how much CD project red even was involved in making them think it would be that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's I mean, it's it, 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 it is obviously game gamers are going to gamer. Um, but I, I think that like the refund thing is interesting. And then on top of that, there's like these like bonuses that CD Projekt Red is now like like you, it used to be that like if you were working for the company and like the game got like an nine out of 10, you would get like a bonus or something. Uh, and now the executives are saying, look, we, you guys worked really hard. We know it's not your fault. We like literally like worked you guys to death. Um, and you're going to still get your bonuses, even if the game gets like poorly reviewed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw that. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Yeah. They should. I mean, they absolutely should. Well, because like the stuff, like that, the game sold really well. Everyone bought it, so it, it's like a, it's. It doesn't really matter. Like you should, you still should give everyone a bonus for going through hell for this because everyone bought it, no matter if it's broken or not. Right. And it's fucking it. it we can get it. We can get into the actual pieces of the game, but the game works in a lot of ways. Like it's broken in really funny, obvious ways. And it's got uh-huh. some major problems that are like not the people who made the game's fault per se. It's the people who like it's the ambition of the game was bigger than like the game was capable of being, but like the designers themselves and like fuck up making it like they did make it. It was just a bad choice to make it so fucking big. Mm-hmm. Um, but like so much of it does work and is fun and cool. And it's yeah. like, that's those people did a good job on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Except for the cars. What the fuck? Why is every car drive like a boat? How do we how, like 50 years from now? Every car is like 50% worse. <laughs> like what happened? So, I really like the car mechanic. So when I when I first started driving around, I didn't understand the car mechanics. I was like, I have this car. Maybe it's the only car I get. I can't wreck it. And so I was, and so on a mouse and keyboard, it's especially hard. I don't know if it's just my keyboard, but like 
basically it's impossible not to fishtail everywhere. So I have to drive like an old person and basically follow like traffic laws, which I think is kind of fun. Like it's a cool constraint that I put on myself and then I switched over to controller and it's way easier. And I was like, Oh, this is not fun. And then I figured out you could just keep carjacking cars and there was no repercussions. And then I could like yeah. wreck them and fishtail everywhere and drive like GTA. But I kind of think making it harder to drive makes it more interesting. Cause again, when I play GTA, I just drive like an asshole and it's totally unrealistic. Whereas like, at least there's a little bit of challenge of like, I should stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. here's my problem is that it's bad to drive in the PS4 and it's hard to control the car and make it go where you want it to go. And sometimes the place that it chooses to go, that's not where you want it to go is where the pedestrians are. And yeah. then the police get called on you. And then you're just trying to drive somewhere to like get a job about like putting some data to dead guy's skull, but the police are chasing you everywhere and it takes 20 extra fucking minutes. That, that's right. true. Like, but, want, but maybe you should just drive slower, more carefully stop for turns. Like, <laughs> no, no, you have to drive like you drive. You have to stop for turns. Yes, you do. Because like the turning, it sucks on the car. It's like a turning a giant boat. Yeah. Even um, sucks on the motorcycles. And, and yeah, it does. And so I would be like, okay, yeah, I, I get, I get if there's a few cars like that, but if like a lot of your experience playing this game is driving and it's like, it's like a driving game where they forgot to like do the driving. Um, and so like, I'd say like, this is like the one area of the game that is way worse than a grand theft auto. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it where Alex coming from and I, I respect it, but like, I'm like, if this game is 200 plus hours or something, I'm not going to drive like a grandma through all of it and make it 300. <laughs> I'll make the argument that a cool cyberpunk detective crime game should never <laughs> at any time remind me of the simulator known as Tokyo bus drive. <laughs> and yet here we are where I think about it all the time while I'm playing cyberpunk. I, I will say that the, yeah. the, the, the two things that do bother me about the cars is, you know, I've basically turned it into old person driving simulator, which has like been fun for me for two days, whatever. Uh, I know I'm a weirdo, but there's no rear view mirrors. And I like to play in the first person mode. And so if mm-hmm. I'm backing up, I can't not hit pedestrians. And I'm like, fuck. Right. Uh, if I'm trying to do a three point turn, because again, turning's fucking impossible. And I often like go past shit and like have to do that also impossible without hitting shit. And then there's literally cars where like the dashboard is too high. And so like you're, it, it's like, you're looking through yes. like the tiniest little window. And I know I'm doing hand motions that nobody can see that's listening <laughs> to this, but yeah, there's the like basically like tiny little viewports of like, people don't drive out of this. What the, who, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Yeah, right. it's and they could have gone with Witcher thing and been like, okay, the horse, you hold it down and it auto travels on the road. Like if you want to make cars that difficult, give me an auto travel, yeah. like give me a way to just like hold square for three seconds and then it takes me down the road and I just take in the sights. Like that would have been an option too. Oh, I would But instead it just that. feels, feels super, super half-baked. I dream, I dream of it being like that. Cause it's, it's so frustrating to like, mm-hmm. just cause you get excited. Like if you're me, like you get a cool mission call and you're like, Oh shit. Like this lady's been kidnapped and they got her bones and she needs you to get her bones back for Wait, her robot machine. Her bones? <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. It'll be like, it'll be someone who's like, Hey, you, you got you. There's like this corpse that has like a shard on it. I need the data off yeah, that yeah, shard. Yeah. So like, get it to me from these like criminals. And you're like, this is cool. Like, this is cool, exciting William Gibson type shit. And then I'm like, I'm going to drive there. And then like my car crashes six times and someone calls the cops on me and it takes 40 minutes and it sucks. And it takes, it takes me out of the momentum of the story a lot. And that's mm-hmm. really frustrating yeah. and really like, unnecessary. Listen, like, I'll, let me, let me mow down pedestrians when I want to like, not, not like just on accident at, at times, yeah. I, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So how far in the game is everyone? Cause I want to see what we, what, what's safe to chat about. 
You can chat about whatever, dude. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. I, I just finished, well, I don't know. I finished the Delmain quest where you have to track down some things. I think there's six or seven of them. They all yeah, have to find all of his missing cabs. Yeah. Uh, and main plot wise, I am about, I have to go meet someone at a diner who maybe saved my life. Who was maybe okay. a bad man at first? I, I don't want to get so, too yeah. spoilery for people oh. listening. I know, I know, mm-hmm. I know where you're at. Okay, so then I guess the fun question then is like, what kinds of builds are you guys doing? Like, what kinds of characters are you are you running? That's the thing. So far, it feels like I don't. I'm just kind of upping random skills, and I feel mm. this this is partly my problem. But it, it, to me, there's not like a clear like, oh, I'm going to be the hacker man and never get into co- combat ever. Uh, there, there's obviously a component of that, but like, it doesn't have that. Like I need to get into, I need to be able to get in gunfights and also I need to be able to be the shit out of people with bats. I've ne- needed all of those scenarios. And so it, it feels weird to be like one person so far. Well, yeah. well, to your point, Alec, and something that Lux was mentioning earlier was, is that because the missions don't give you five options of solutions and oftentimes you come upon a moment that requires a certain skill, you inherently feel as a gamer that you need to actually really improve all of the skills sort of on average uh to sort of get to experience the game in the way that you want to succeed at the mission yeah like i just in one of the delmain quests this might have been bugged uh i had to kill five gang members i feel like they should have been attacking me but instead they sat around waiting for me to attack them <laughs> i don't know if that was intentional but like there was no way, nothing for me to do like besides get in an open firefight with them like i could have gone around with a bat and trying to like bop them in the head before they killed me but like you know yeah yeah it totally it's it puts you in these weird scenarios and you're totally right Griffin. it does like it because it like wants you to get a little bit of everything on every mission sometimes but there's not like you can't hardline new solution your way through it then you do kind of have to be kind of a generalist it also does not make it clear what skills are important to the things you want to do unless you like really dig around like it I was leveling primarily mm-hmm. intelligence and and cool to be like a sneaky hacker mm-hmm. guy uh, and then just throwing a little bit of points on body to like, just be tough. Um, and I was mostly using swords and then I realized that reflex is the sword skill. So I've just had to dump a bunch of points into reflex so that I can get better with my swords. Cause I got, I run around with a machete yeah. Uh, yeah, me almost too. exclusively. I barely mm-hmm. use guns unless I absolutely have to. I'm still and apparently there's, there's like a, a game breaking weapon called like the mantis arms or something. Mm. Have you gotten those yet? Lux? I did find those. I haven't installed them yet. <laughs> apparently once you get those, it's just like, Oh, you'll never use another weapon. Uh, well, that's fun. I like having a machete. Um, I like running into like, I love that. This is like, this is why this game is sweet is that like, you'll run into a room where there's like five, like gang dudes, like teched out bodies, like snorting inhalers full of like pure oxygen gas or whatever. And they're just like talking about dudes they've zeroed and all this gang shit. And then you like shoot one of them and they all turn and rush at you. And then you like pull out your machete and just like chop some heads off in like a cool hacker lab. And then you like hack into their computer and steal all their secrets and money. And like, that's awesome. Like that's, that's all I wanted video games to be is like that. Uh, But it's just not, that's so there's so much other shit that it asks you to do. That isn't that, which is, that's where Mm -hmm. it bothers me. Yeah. Is there a component that like you can basically, for instance, like, oh, if you have a hacking skill, you can hack into this computer and like open a door that you couldn't or get a pat or like get like a a password that otherwise you'd have to like steal something from somebody or no. 
There are I little think sometimes bits where there that happens. is, and and a lot of it is optional stuff. Where it's like if you invest into the optional stuff, it will give you more information to decide decisions later. Um, that's like what I've experienced so far with some of that stuff. But it it certainly isn't like a, like a Fallout New Vegas level where you go into a vault and there's like eight options of how to like solve your thing yeah. based on your skills. Um, and yeah, it's like other games have already invented this formula. Uh, it's just it's just not applied here. Uh, but you know, speaking of other games. Uh, the, <laughs> there is basically watchdogs in this game, uh, and Cyberpunk is basically just doing watchdogs like better than watchdogs. I haven't played watchdogs. Have like, what, what's the deal? So watchdogs is like a hacking game. So it's like watchdogs is all about sort of a near future where you use your hacker skills to sort of take advantage of environments and stuff. Um, and Cyberpunk does that not only with combat, uh, but also with like these like sort of uh, surveillance surveillance slash brain dance missions mm -hmm. where you're sort of trying to scoop up new info. And like, I think all that stuff is operating on a really, really fun, cool level because uh, it's just it's just like. It's unique, but it's simple. It's not overwhelming. There isn't really a million buttons, but it is really fun to, to go into these brain dances, which are basically people's memories that you're sort of scanning for new information within. Uh, I, I'm enjoying those. What do you guys think about those? I wish there were more of the game. Like, I wish there was more. The problem with the brain dance is that they only really come up in like very specific contexts or of like stories mm -hmm. about brain dances mm -hmm. because it's, it is a lot for the game to like construct. And so, like, I wish that there was a way you could use them more casually in the mm. game. Like, I wish that was, like, more of a classic move um, as opposed to, like, it has to be a mission about a brain dance for you to get to do a brain dance, you know? Yeah, I've, I've mm. only done the one brain dance mission in the prologue where you learn how to do it. And I thought it was cool and I like it. Uh, and it would be cool. I don't know if this happens where, you know, you could casually come across a, a corpse or something that you could brain dance and then it could like reveal information about like how to best, you know, deactivate sentry or like, you know, how to best navigate the map or something like that. But so far it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, no, you, totally. you can't really do that. I mean, and they have, they justify in the game in terms of like, you have to like have a recording that's like software on your shard yeah. and then someone has to get it and process it. But like, it would mm -hmm. be really sweet if like you could just like plug your jack into like a dead guy's head and it's like the last five minutes of their lives you get to see and you see like what the security setup was at like the place they just left. So, you know it or whatever. And that's like a cool, but like that yeah. would be, that would be sweet. And like, that's kind of one of my problems with like this hacking stuff generally is that like, it gives you a lot of tools to be like a cool, sneaky hacker guy. But one thing about the game ruins that totally. And that's that they're still like alert and alarms don't cool down. Like once you break stealth and people know that you're not, I know that you're there, they don't ever stop. <laughs> Yeah, it's and, pretty scuffed. And so that sucks because like what's fun to do is like, oh, I'll hack into this computer and distract it. So the guy comes over here, then I'll snipe him from my little bird's nest. When you do that, then everyone else is like, there's a guy with a gun. We will find him. And then if you like hide from them, no matter how long you hide from them, they don't go back into their routines. So if they did ever calm down, that would be a super fun way to like slowly clear out a room would be like different hacking tricks and picking different people off. And then they settle back in their routines and you kill them. But the game just doesn't mm -hmm. let you do that. And it's, it sucks because like takes that option off the table totally. Is that more realistic? I mean, I know what you're talking about. And it's there was one mission where it was super fucking annoying for that to happen. At the same time, it's kind of weird in Metal Gear Solid or these other games where it's like, we found a corpse. Oh, I didn't find the, the perp in like the last 30 seconds. So I guess I'm just <laughs> no, going to like nothing to go do about back it. to reading my newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it, it is more realistic, but that assumes that realism is necessarily That's good. That's true. Or fun. Or fun. That realism is good or fun. And the, the, the secret the, the secret of video games, it's not. Yeah. Realism's it's not even video games. It's a secret too. And it all art, always. Realism has never been good or fun. Yeah. Um, and that's the truth. I hate the pursuit of realism ruins everything. I hate it. Except in uh, the hot coffee mod for San Andreas. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Pursuit of true. realism to brought everyone together. Was, yeah, that was um, one time we all found love <laughs> in a hopeless place. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I mean, the first brain dance that you experience and sort of the brain dance um, up in uh, with Emperor Saboro and his nasty son, uh, that, that whole sequence that sort of gets the game fully rolling, that that is like what fully like dragged me into the game and got me invested into it because you know the first opening hours it's kind of like stuff you saw from E3 um and it's very edge lordy i mean you pick up a dead naked woman like out of an ice bath and then like just like carry her naked body around and it was always like ah like this is just a little much for me um uh, and then like we get to emperor uh we get to what's his face uh, i don't know i forget the son's name oh, you but we get to the son's Arisaka. yeah we get to Arasaka's uh, penthouse and then the game's narrative kind of explodes from there. I mean, you see like this guy named Adam Smasher, which is just this henchman who is like all robot and just like a face is all that's left on him. Like he's been modded out so which, much. The second I saw Adam Smasher, I was like, oh, I am all in. I like Adam Smasher. And again, I don't know if you have played this game, but he's Gunther from Deus Ex. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, I haven't. He is, but he's also just so classically a cyberpunk guy. Yeah, like yeah. that's, one thing this game does that is both extremely annoying and very cool is that they lean so hard the fuck into just cyberpunk as a genre aesthetically, which is great. Uh, yeah. Ideologically, ideologically and politically, they basically totally miss it. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. Sort of. But aesthetically, they like really lean in. Like they use all the fucking slang from every fucking like William Gibson, Neil Stevenson novel, like, they have all these. Everyone has like plugs and like shiny shit on them. Everyone's always jacking into stuff or jacking out or it's. Did Gibson invent Chumba? <laughs> Where did, who came up with Chumba? I think that's actually from uh, the original uh, Cyberpunk 2020 from the book. OK, yeah, from the from the tabletop. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like they do that stuff really well. They totally miss a lot of like the ideas, but they do the aesthetic really well. And that's one of the most fun shit is just like when it's just like it's time to meet your contact it's like a guy who has like green eyes and like a silver metal mohawk and like electrical implants all over his body and he's like here's the deal bud i gotta sneak into this mm -hmm. apartment and steal the tv and it's like mm -hmm. that rules that part's awesome um the problem with the game in a lot of ways is that it doesn't seem to understand that uh, cyberpunk's about how all that shit is bad. <laughs> right. Uh, well, there's like a level of like uneasiness to all of it. I mean, I, when I look at some of those people who are all modded out, I'm like, ooh, that's not like what I'd want to do with my life. Yeah, I don't know. but the problem is that in cyberpunk, sort of those people are the heroes because they're looking for like a free space in a world where like only rich people get to have actual like liberty in any meaningful way. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. And so that's like what body modification stuff is. And in this game, it's like everyone who does body mods is crazy, nasty freaks. Mm. I don't. Well, so I was talking to someone and they mentioned that like. It's like a basically gentrified cyberpunk or there's a version of cyberpunk, which is gentrified, which is like, you know, Cyberpunk originally had all these themes about like class and capitalism and, and you know gender identity, et cetera. And then 
basically this isn't about cyberpunk 2077 like silicon valley bros come in and is like that sounds cool but we're gonna make it about how like in the future it's scary that there's prostitutes everywhere and it's like well that then no like that's not what it's about and so this person i was talking to was saying that without having played it that someone accused cyberpunk 2077 of being that and i'm not saying it's not but like i feel like i haven't played enough to really get that like it's not yeah it's not like it's not like, oh, there's all these like gross, dirty pores, but actually that's like in the service of like critiquing capitalism. Uh, or it's the version that's there's all these gross, dirty pores. Isn't that freaky? And I, I like I, I don't know which one that is, but there does seem to be at least moments of hope for the narrative. The reason my impulse is that is it's a lot more of the second than the first, unfortunately, is that like, for instance, one thing about cyberpunk in a lot of the books is that it's like the idea of transnationalism, the idea that like national identity is like mostly disappeared because companies own everything and everything's just capitalism now and we all work and for And languages corpse. are all deciphered for you. That's yeah. one of the cool thing is the subtitles literally start oh, okay, in yeah. the base language and then rewrite themselves. Like I'm like, oh my God, that is what's going to happen. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And so the game gets that aesthetic element misses the boat on the idea element because you get things like Asian characters being like you people know nothing of honor it is so much greater than your petty morals and it's like yikes dude like it's the most like it's like Ghost of Tsushima dialogue Mm-hmm. And it just it, yeah. it seems like they they get the aesthetic of transnationalism. They don't understand that like that means that like there's we don't have the same sort of traditional like Japanese ness anymore or whatever that they're trying to capture. And like there's a lot of moments like that that are just like kind of clunky and yikesy in this way that like makes it very clear that like the sort of aesthetic critique can be happening without like the specific like intellectual analysis stuff happening, which is a little bit frustrating. I mean, this game was never going to be like the the cyberpunk Urtex, right? Like this isn't snow crash. Okay. But transnationalism, I mean, does that imply that all culture is evaporated or that culture starts like layering on top of each other more? Because if it's the second, then that would, then that would mean that they could still retain like, you know, certain like Japanese or Chinese ancestry stuff. Right. Of course course they do. But like the, the, the point is that like, it does not scream a future where cultures have blended to me to have fucking just some dude doing Kurosawa dialogue. So mm. it's not that I disagree with you, uh, but I think maybe I'm just more like patient and like, uh, like I'll like, I have to really be convinced of shitty. Maybe that's a bad impulse of mine, but obviously like if there's a trope of cyberpunk, such as transnationalism, it doesn't always have to go in that exact way. Like we can imagine a world in where like, yeah, cultural divides evaporate like among like the working class. But like, if you're from a rich, like family where you inherit your thing, like, of course you're going to cling on to like, you know, traditional culture X, Y, Z. And so I'm not saying that the game is automatically trying to do this smart thing where like rich people cling on to their like national identities and poor people have to like, you know, mix together and all that shit. But Maybe it's doing that, but maybe it's not. I literally haven't been playing enough. It, it's just it, that's just like one of several examples yeah. where there's just like uh-huh. weird, kind of clunky identity stuff happening and like clunky political stuff happening. Um, and I just think I think what this game is going to do that's going to frustrate me a lot is it's going to try to not have like a mega political thesis happening, yeah. and that's going to drive me insane because of what cyberpunk as a genre like is, which is like a crit. It's a critical perspective, like by its nature. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you, the one of the main characters does an act of terrorism against a corporation, and I haven't gotten that far to know what it's going to say, but it seems hard to broach that topic and not like have like some kind of 
discreet message of here's what we think. And if they don't, then they're shitty, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's what, and that's what I'm worried is going to happen. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Cause I did, cause I did get to that part and it was just kind of like, uh, yeah, the system, like, I, I don't know. It wasn't like, um, it didn't make me really like think much about it. Uh, maybe, in, but again, like well, no, I'll, I'll I'm, you know. I'm kind of where Alec is on it because I have not, I got to play the whole thing to be able to be like, oh, yeah. they don't know what they're doing. I mean, we'll see for sure. But it's like, for instance, that guy like Johnny's monologues about like the problem with the corpse do not get any less vague uh, mm-hmm. than they are the first time as you go. At least, you know, I'm like, what, like 20, 30 hours past that part or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, and they continue mm-hmm. to be very like the problem with the corpse, man. Well, they're everywhere. And boy, yeah. is there being everywhere pretty bad. Why? Oh, you know why it's bad. Okay. So, but what I have noticed, and this isn't some of, I, I kind of stopped reading them, but like the little, uh, the little, not newspapers, they're like little data cubes where you can little, read stories. little shards. Yeah. Yeah. I, through that and some, some radio dialogue, I've pieced together that there was like a world war fought by corporations is part of the plot. And also yeah. that Militech, maybe on behalf of a corporation nuked, like a South Korean city and now it's on YouTube. That, yes, that yeah. happened. And, and so mm-hmm. like, yes, that speech was like, that speech could have been vague to be like, cause for me, I'm just like, Oh, what, what's going on? Why do they suck? Like, I want to know, like, I want to be sort of brought into it. And then it's sort of being revealed like, Oh, they're fighting, like corporations are fighting wars and they're nuking things. Like this seems all bad. And so like, if that level of specificity is coming from, I think the secondary elements or tertiary elements of the game, I think that might be okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. It's just it. I guess maybe for me, this is a little bit. This is where the game. This is where like my personal like life gets it gets in the way. Is that like cyberpunk? Like I love Gibson and Stevenson. Like I've read everything they've ever written like multiple times. I think that they're awesome. I've read all the books that are about them. I've read all of like your Marshall McLuhan's and the Philo- and Virilio's and the philosophers who they're writing about. Um, so this is very much like my theoretical Q zone. Yeah, but what people but like think about that. Like if if it was Gibson the fuck out, do you think people would even be able to engage with it? Uh, like, like if I, you know, if people were like going to get their intel from heroin addicted to fucking dolphins, I think hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That shit rules. Yeah, yeah. Uh but like yeah, I mean I, no, I we'll probably be talking more about the game in, in the future as we like really dig into the story more. Um, but you know, at it as a whole, like this game is really, really big. I, I agree with Lux's sort of uh, idea that if they just gone slightly smaller, they could have worked harder on some of the core mechanics. Um, and there's like a lot of things to fix, but overall, like this feels like a game I'm going to plug over a hundred hours yeah. into, and that's an exciting feeling, right guys? Yeah. Even me complaining about it. I'm defo. I mean, I've been playing it constantly. I, mean, I, when, to go I literally either been doing wisecrack worker playing cyberpunk <laughs> for like four days straight. Um, <laughs> The, although um, our friend Alex yeah. Vaughn actually on that like a last note just to elaborate, elaborate we said a friend of the show who's unfrequent guest Alex Vaughn had a really great Facebook post where he made the observation that the game is really expansive in terms of things you can see but not so expansive in terms of people you can talk to mm. and that does make it feel a little bit weird is that it's very dense and things are constantly happening but a lot of your dialogue with like people on the street is just them being like hey chumbo what's up and you're like hey mm-hmm. man and they're like bye and so you don't quite get the texture of like lived inness that you get with some of these other bigger games like a red dead redemption 2 is the example he gave has what like, do they talk but what did the, what did the walker buys say to you in red dead redemption 2 oh, uh, howdy partner no like there's many people like living their lives and, like doing specific things of just like hanging out and just sort of like being there 
I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like whittling or like having a drink or something yeah, like that. Yeah. They're like talking about what they're doing or like people are going to or from yeah. jobs and stuff. And I, you're not talking like dialogue with NPCs. You're talking about just people living their lives. Yeah. It's just, it's cyberpunk. He, he made, he made the distinction between it feeling like lived in versus busy. Like it feels busy, but doesn't like feel super lived in. Like the people don't feel like they mm-hmm. have lives. And I thought that was a really good observation. Well, that there, felt very there, true there to is, me. Oh, like, uh, there is like a club you go to where people plug in to have VR sex or something. And like mm-hmm. you go backstage and for instance, you can hang by and maybe this was like glitched out or something for you. You can hang by and like, listen, listen to two. I, I don't know if they're dancers or something, two people having a conversation about what sounds like some abusive client, uh, and like dropping their kids off at daycare. Uh, so there is that, but it seems very like, oh, we like put some of this in, but everyone else who's sort of sitting by like other games, you talk to people and it's usually brief, but like, there's usually like a little bit of flavor. Like the person might be like, can't pay my bills no more. Cause the cops, you know, gave me stole goo. all my money, stole all my money. They gave me goo. Um, but that like literally, like whenever I try to talk to someone, cause I thought that mechanic was going to be more persistent. It's just like, I'm busy. I can't talk now. And so it's very much like mm-hmm. stop interacting with me. And I felt like that was where it was a little less fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a Disney uh, mascot employee, like on their break. I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'm, I'm not doing I'm my not, shit really right, right now. I'm Derek Turner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, the only thing that I'll say about lived in is maybe ne- not necessarily on like the, the human level of who's walking around, but I mean, there have been times where I just look up and I'm like, wow. Oh yeah. Like, 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 you know, there's a lot of future cities in video games that often are just taller skyscrapers than your normal city. But the way that the city in cyberpunk is like a rat's nest of buildings that like wrap around each other. And like, they, they like, like there are vistas that look more like just like a, like a growing organism of buildings than like specific structures. And, and I, I do get lost in that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, that um, shit rules. It's definitely, mm-hmm. I get the feeling that like some of those designers surrounding the city like really like sat down with all the different cyberpunk 2020 game books and like looked at all the pictures and read all the descriptions and like really internalized it because if there's one thing this game does nail it's like you're saying like you take a wide view of like this like neon place where like this the tops of buildings look really clean the bottoms look gross there's all this broken garbage everywhere and things like Mm -hmm. twisting and that shit rule and i think that's like one of the things they get most correct is like how stuff looks like it looks awesome even on the playstation 4 which is like the shittiest version of the game that you can play it still Mm -hmm. like looks very cool yeah and so alec for our final question for this episode penis one or penis two or penis three dlc wait what (laughs) (laughs) which one did you choose oh oh, not the dlc the which size I, first of all, I want to say I was disappointed. I thought there was like a scale and I could go super small, super big. And of course I would only yeah. be on the extremes, either super big or super small, nothing in between who would want a medium sized penis. I think if I right. recall correctly, I went for the smallest penis. I wanted to, mm-hmm. I wanted to break nice. the cycle. You know, people, boys are just raised to talk about their big dicks and I want to be, I want to break the cycle and just celebrate all the small dick Kings out there. Mm-hmm. You got to make that yeah. change. Um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, the only thing that I was upset about was that there wasn't like multiple variations of uh, the female genitalia mm. as well. It seems like if we're, why are we so dick focused? You know, not every vagina looks the same folks. Yeah. There should be like a sliding I was just scale. Mad that there weren't sliders. Um, yeah. Th- like yeah. clitoris, labia, there, there's, you know, a lot of parts I could start naming, but that they, 
They vary in shape and size. Let's put the put the game in the oven for a couple more months. Give us a few more <laughs> genitalia variations. This is a fact. I'll spend I'll spend an hour and a half on character creation if you give me sliders. And if I'm just picking for options off a list, it ta- I'll do it in five minutes. I don't give a shit. Yeah, like I just I re- flew through it. I will. I'll fly through it. If I have a slider, I'll sit there and tweak on the margins all fucking day. But if mm-hmm. I have just, it's, and I prefer, I'd like to tweak on the margins all fucking day. I would love to have made this guy as nasty a freak as I could possibly think of in my imagination. Um, and he's not because of the lack of sliders. I, and so yeah, it's, yeah. that's a little frustrating. I tried for two minutes to do like a Slavoj Zizek looking character and I just gave up and it was like, <laughs> this one vaguely looks like me. Um, I tried to make a yeah. guy who looked a lot like you smoked cigarettes and I nailed it. And then the game was like, and then the game was like, you don't smoke cigarettes as a character. Oh. And that's a choice that you don't get to make. Well, and I was like, one thing is you, you can't drink either or, or you can choose not to drink. Which yeah. Is cool. Yeah. Well, Although you later in the game, you can choose to smoke some cigarettes and you can drink. And my guy chose, yeah, he cho- I choose life. Do you know what I mean? Um, what kind of pubic hair did you get? Uh, lightning bolt, baby. <laughs> I, I did the heart shape and green. Yeah. I did the heart shape in green wow, too. Holy shit. I, did, I did lightning. I did lightning bolt. I did, I did a purple lightning bolt. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of fun to be had in the future. And uh, I'm sure that we will uh, do a breakdown of uh, what we thought about it. Once we all finish the game, maybe a year from now when I, when it's actually not bugged out. Um, Alec, thank you so much for oh, coming thank you on. For having uh, me. Is, is there anything you want to plug? Obviously we know to go to wisecrack and subscribe on their YouTube um, and, bell, and uh, just hop into hop into the wisecrack. Is there anything else uh, on Twitter at wisecrack Alec? That's a L E C. There's no K or X or any of those weird dumb characters. But yeah, I, nice. I tweet sometimes. That's true. Hell yeah. Um, Griffin, you got anything or can I just go straight to PWR stuff? Get in it. Um, it it's on December 20, 2020. The first time in human history. The date will be 2020. It's time for PWR Gaiden, second saga, Olive Gaiden. Um, Olive Gaiden is going to be streaming on <laughs> Sunday the 20th. At, I th- Took me a second. <laughs> it's going to be streaming Sunday the 20th, I think, at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, I'll get it. I'll just follow the, the Twitter or the Facebook page to get official updates. Um, but it's going to be fucking sweet. I've finished editing it for the most part. It's very funny. It's deeply, deeply stupid. And I appear on screen a lot more than I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so check it out. Cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I have, a, I have a PS five now, so come watch Choom room, twitch.tv slash Choom room six to seven nights a week, 6 PM Pacific. I got a PS five. Oh, wait, <laughs> can I plug one more thing? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the day before Christmas Eve, follow Wisecrack on Twitter at Wisecrack or, or whatever. We're going to announce it. We're going to do a charity stream. I think we're going to be raising money for RIP medical debt. They're an organization that relieves medical debt. And my so the thing we'll definitely be doing is reading through all of Guy Debord's theses on Society of the Spectacle. The thing that I'm going to try to get work to get to work is we're going to do it while I'm driving around abiding by all traffic laws in cyberpunk. Wow, <laughs> surreal, that's really fun. Some real performance art. Oh shit! I also forgot something. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on a Wizworld Live. Our friends at Wizworld Live uh, are, are. I'm gonna be appearing on their show on Twitch on Friday at uh, 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Counter programming to room to sort of take Griffin down a notch. No. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of drama ahead. Uh, this, this is the new beef. Everyone's talking about destiny on Twitch. Well, this is the new Twitch beef. Okay, guys? Stay tuned. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>